Hi, I'm Chris McBrien. And I'm Derek Myers. Here at Pop Goes Your World, we've received a lot of great feedback on how much people enjoy the trivia segments that we do at the end of every episode. So we've decided to go back and put together compilations of the Fun with Yancey and Fun with Caveman segments we've done over the years as a set of bonus episodes. We hope you enjoy the fun. Episode 108, Sequels We Wish They Would Make. Fun with Caveman. Okay, so in order for me to have fun with you this week, I think I better open up a drink here because we're going to have a <laughs> lot of fun, my friend. Okay, so this week we talked about sequels that we'd like to see them make. But what about those sequels that we wish they never made in the first place? Oh, my God. Okay. So we're going to play a little game tonight, and it's called The Worst Sequels Ever Made. And by the way, just as an aside, I think we definitely need to do an episode sometime on The Worst Sequels Ever Made. Oh, I agree. I think that would be a great show. I agree. But anyway, for now, we're just going to play a game about The Worst Sequels Ever. Here's how it works. Okay, so Derek, I'm going to give you the synopsis of a film. You name it. This okay? Sorry, this is the original or this is the sequel? This is a sequel. Okay, oh I'm going to give you the okay. synopsis of the film. You name it. The thing is, all the movies are bad and in some cases really bad sequels. Okay? All right, Chris, if I don't know the answer, my default answer will be Electric Boogaloo. No, it's <laughs> to Electric Boogaloo. There you go. If I don't know the answer, I'm not going to say, I don't know. I'm going to say Electric Boogaloo. So you know that they're all bad sequels. Okay. So, so so since you've got the heads up that they're yeah. all bad sequels, you have to give me the title exactly in okay. order to get okay. it correct. Okay. So uh, some of them I, have. We'll see how many of these I've yeah. actually seen, and it's probably going to be an embarrassing number. And and some of them, like, I, I want the title exact. And I tell you what, okay. if you answer more correct than you get wrong, you will win yourself a DVD copy of Titanic 2. Sure. <laughs> Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so just because I have to, I'm going to start with this one. Okay. Two Jedi escape a hostile blockade to find allies and come across a young boy who may bring balance to the Force. That would be Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. That is correct. Yes, it is. It is uh, one. That's, Chris, that's not a sequel. That's a prequel. That, but, it, but, it was, but it was made after the original, so I sure. decided I'll to include that. it. Okay. All it's right. funny you mention that. Cause I have Return of the Jedi on my screen literally as we've been recording this. So I'm all Star Wars right now. Oh, so like you've got the TV on and they're playing Star Wars? It was Empire Strikes Back, and then it switched oh, nice. over to Return of the Jedi oh, while we were recording. So it's a oh. Star Wars marathon for Canada Day weekend. All okay. Star Wars all the time. So as soon as we get off the uh, the air and recording, get to tell me what channel it's on so I can put it on and watch it myself. Done. Okay, no so problem. you got you got one right. Okay. Yeah, one right. Next one. Mr. Miyagi is back, and he takes a new pupil under his wing, a troubled adolescent girl. Name the movie. Oh, that was uh, – okay – so I listen, one of the podcasts I listen to is one of the Kevin Smith podcasts, and they were just talking about Cobra Kai season two, and they talked about the sequels to the original Karate Kid, and it was this is the one with Hilary Swank. It was uh, Karate. I want to say I never saw it. I think it was Karate Kid three, the next Karate Kid. I'll give it to you because it's it's not Karate Kid three. It's just the next. Karate Kid. All right. So I'll give it to Woo. you. Okay. Todd Howard is a struggling teenager. Nothing seems to be going very well for him. Oh, I know this. Until he turns into a wolf. Name yes. the sequel. It was 
Teen Wolf 2, but it was T-O-O. Yes, or as Jason Bateman. Yes, or as I like to call it, Teen Wolf also. (laughs) So good for you. All right. Chief Brody's widow believes that her family is deliberately being targeted by another shark in search of revenge. Uh, uh, well, it's definitely a Jaws movie. I'm going to think this is the stupid fourth part. So it was called Jaws for, I think it was Jaws for the Revenge, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I'll give it to you. It's Jaws the Revenge. Nice. Okay. Elwood must reunite the old band with a few new members and go on another mission from God. Blues Brothers 2000 with John Goodman. Yes, it is. Oh, God. Never saw it. So, so, we talk about stupid, stupid sequels. They call it Blues Brothers 2000. It didn't even come out in 2000. It came out in 98. God, so bad on so many Now, I remember they shot part of this or even all of this in the Toronto area. And a bunch of my friends were extras in many of the scenes. So, I remember when it came out on video, everyone's like, oh, I'm in the scene or I'm in the scene. I'm like, I don't care. This movie looks stupid. I'm not watching it. I'm like, sorry, sorry for your luck being involved. I was still working at Blockbuster Video when it came out. And it was a bunch of the people that were employees at blockbuster were like i was totally in this movie as an extra in this scene you can totally see me i'm like don't care don't care let's watch something good okay an english student at a 1960s american high school has to prove himself to the leader of a girl's gang whose members can only date greasers wow uh well given the language you've used i've got to think it's the sequel to greece which i think was just called greece 2 that is correct. It was Grease 2 from 1982. Okay, when a crass new Money Tycoon's membership application is turned down at a snooty country club, he retaliates by buying the club and turning it into a tacky amusement park. Name the crappy sequel. Wow. Uh, that doesn't sound familiar at all. I've It was uh, Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo. No, I'm sorry. It was Caddyshack 2. Caddyshack. They made a sequel to Caddyshack? Yes, they did. It came out in 1988, and it was one of the worst sequels ever made. Okay. How many people from the original movie were in it? Chevy Chase, and that was it. Okay. The Man of Steel crusades for nuclear disarmament and meets Lex Luthor's latest creation, Nuclear Man. And remember, I need the full title. Yeah, it was called Super Superman. I'm ashamed I know this. <laughs> and I've honestly only ever seen it once, even though I own the DVD. It was called... <laughs> I can't so even say bad. it without laughing. It's so Superman bad. Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. <laughs> no wonder you're laughing. It was awful. You are correct. Good for you. Okay. A computer hacker breaks into the computer system of the Seaborn Legend cruise liner and sets it speeding on a collision course into a gigantic oil tanker. Name the crappy sequel. Uh, did this sequel happen to star Jason Patrick and Sandra, Sandra Bullock? No hints. Well, I think it did, and I think it was called Speed 2 Cruise Control. It was, and it came out in 1997. Correct. A year that I was still working at Blockbuster Video, which is why I know and have seen that crappy-ass movie. You're doing very good. You're 8-1, and one, which are you, yeah. are, you are definitely on pace to getting the Titanic yeah. When you DVD. work at the video store, you see a lot of crappy <laughs> movies or know about a lot of crappy movies. When you get 10 free rentals a week <laughs> you watch and a lot of crap. also get 10 free rentals a week, you watch a lot of crap. So if it came out between 
95 and 2000, there's a good chance I've seen it, and there's an even <laughs> better chance I've seen it more than once. All right, next one. Larry and Richard use a voodoo-revived corpse to track down hidden money to clear their names. Name the crappy sequel. This was a sequel I never saw because the trailer just looked so bad, but this was Weekend at Bernie's 2, and I think it had a subtitle, but I don't remember what it was called. It did not have a subtitle, which is Weekend oh, at perfect. Bernie's 2. Good for you. Okay, kids all over America want silver shamrock masks for Halloween. Dr. Daniel Chalice seeks to uncover a plot by silver shamrock owner Connell Cochran. Name the crappy sequel. Oh, I totally know this. It's called um, Break Into Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's called Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. I, I have never seen any of the Halloween movies. Not I'm not a fan of the horror genre, and I have mm -hmm. never had any desire to see any of these movies. The first Halloween movie is fantastic. The second one, uh, the third one, they veer off. It's not even about Michael Myers. It's about something. It's about these masks, these kids. It's like three more days till Halloween, Halloween. It's a stupid, oh, stupid movie. Um, okay, next one. A teenage girl, once possessed by a demon, finds that it still lurks within her. Meanwhile, a priest investigates the death of the girl's exorcist. Name the movie. Uh, it does not sound familiar. But I think it's from what you've said, it's probably a sequel to The Exorcist. But since I don't know that for sure, I'm going to go with Break Into Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> you would be incorrect. It's Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Sorry. Never heard of it. It came out in 77. Did okay. it have anyone from the original movie? Yeah, Linda Blair was in it. That was it. Okay. Two children are stranded on a beautiful island in the South Pacific with no adults to guide them. The two make a simple life together and eventually become suntan teenagers in love. Name the crappy sequel. Well, <laughs> did this one have Willie Ames by chance? Or... <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it was the sequel to The Blue Lagoon, and I think it was something about paradise. No, the close. Because that was, uh, that was the, the movie with Phoebe Cates and Willie oh. Ames. It was like a ripoff. Of, no, and this one was Return to the Blue Lagoon in oh. 1991. Oh. It had that girl from the, uh, I don't know, they're like those. Was it called Break Into Electric Boogaloo? Something like that. I know she did a whole bunch of other movies. Uh, I don't know what they are. There's some okay. science fiction movies. Sure, I'll take the word for it's it. Crappy. Sounds crappy. Okay. <laughs> this is one of my favorite ones. Okay, my favorite one of all. This is the last one. You're going to win. You're going to win the DVD of Titanic 2 because you're 9 and 4. Okay, it's it's five years later, and Tony Monero's Saturday Night Fever is still burning. <laughs> now he's strutting toward his biggest challenge yet, succeeding as a dancer on the Broadway stage. Name the worst sequel of all time, please. Was this directed by Sylvester Stallone, perhaps? <laughs> it was, I think it, it was would be... Staying alive. It was, yes, congratulations. <laughs> yes, it was. In 1983, they came out. It was with, so bad. Oh, it was I like didn't care worst. for Saturday Night Live. My, it, like, it's, again, not a genre that I really care for, mm -hmm. but I remember seeing Saturday Night, Live, uh, Saturday Night Fever, rather. Sorry, Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Fever and thinking, eh, it was okay. And then seeing Staying Alive and going, wow, this was so bad. Actually liked. I thought Saturday Night Fever was actually quite good. I thought it really captured... 
if you want to you want to look at a movie that captures the time in which it's made, that one did it. I, yeah, I, I thought I it was agree, quite good. And sure. it was kind of gritty. And uh, he came from this poor family and he, he knew what he wanted to do. And then, you know, all the things that happened to him and, and the way he treated women. And so I thought it was very gritty and realistic. Um, but this movie is one of the worst sequels of all time. Not, not, it is the worst sequel of all time. No question about it. So anyway, uh, on that note, um, congratulations. You've won yourself a DVD of Titanic 2. I will make sure and get that to you. Congratulations. Episode 109, The A-Team Movie Review. Fun with Caveman. Okay, so since this week's movie is based on a TV series, I'm going to stick with the obvious theme for this week's segment, okay? So it's trivia-based, should be easy. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to give you the synopsis of a movie, and you just name the movie. Are these movies all based on a TV show? The common thread here is that all of these movies are based on TV shows. Okay. Make it okay. easy. So you're going to be able to have some sort of framework to put it in. So I give you the, right. the synopsis. You just name the movie. Keeping in mind, the movie's based on a TV show. Okay. All right. I, I, my goal here is to get a perfect score. Yeah. And you, you should do well. I, I will also say that I'm probably going to be able to, well, embarrassingly or not, admit that I have seen almost every one of the ones on your list. I'm going to start off with some easy ones. I'm going to try and okay. trip you up with a couple. We'll see if I can get okay. there or not. Okay. okay? Let's, let's okay. do it. The first synopsis. Incompetent police detective Frank Drebin must foil an attempt to assassinate Queen Elizabeth II. That is the naked gun. Yes. Can you possibly also give me the full name? From the files of Police Squad. Very, very good. Oh, yes. Based on the... the And I have seen that one. I'm one one on both sides of that. Have you seen the six episodes of the TV show, Police Squad? I have not, but I have seen the naked gun 20... What is it? Twenty two and a half, two and a half, and thirty three and a third. I've right. seen all of the Naked you Gun movies. You need to watch it it, it. it was a TV show that obviously spawned because of Airplane, and it was in yes. nineteen eighty two. Six episodes and it got canceled, but the six episodes are some six of the funniest episodes ever in television history. They were so good. Oh my god, they were so good. Okay, next one. Two streetwise cops bust criminals in their red and white Ford Grand Torino. With the help of a police snitch called Huggy Bear. Nice. Uh, this one was Starsky and Hutch. I have not seen the remake because I'm not a big fan of Ben Stiller. Yeah, but it is Starsky and Hutch. You are correct. Okay, next one. On his latest expedition, Dr. Rick Marshall is sucked into a space-time vortex alongside his research assistant and a redneck survivalist. In this alternate universe, the trio make friends with a primate named Chaka, their only ally in a world full of dinosaurs and other fantastic creatures. What's the movie? I'm not 100% sure of the title, but I think the movie starred Will Ferrell, and I think it was called... I haven't seen it. I think it was called Forbidden Planet? No, I'm sorry. It was Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost. No, based on that, based it. on the show, oh, the show with Wesley Ure, Kathy Coleman, and of yeah. course the great Spencer Milliken. Oh man, I, I don't know any of those names you just oh, said. God. I used to watch that show when I was a kid. Oh, every Saturday morning, I loved it. Okay, Doctor Richard. Sorry, did Will Ferrell though star in the remake? Was that? Yeah, Will Ferrell was in the. Yeah, okay, in the remake. So I, I'm crap. picturing the right thing. I yeah. just called it the wrong thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Doctor Richard Kimball, unjustly accused of murdering his wife must find the real killer 
while being the target of a nationwide manhunt led by a seasoned U.S. Marshal. Yeah, I, I, I love this movie. It's, um, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on here. It's a fugitive with Harrison Ford. Yes, it is. And it is probably Tommy one of Jones won an Oscar. Oh, it is probably one of the best movies ever based on a TV show. In it the is so, oh, so, so good. So good. Oh, so good. Yeah. Okay. Four horror and science fiction segments directed by four famous directors, each of them being a new version of a classic story from the landmark TV series. Was that it's kind of a vague description, but I'm going to guess the Twilight Zone. Yes, it's Twilight Zone, the movie from 1983. Very good. So now is that the one where one of the remade episodes is the one where the guy's on the plane and he sees the monster on the wing and it's yes. John Lithgow? It's John Lithgow in the original right. TV series. In the original, it was William Shot. Yep. And then. There, so did you ever watch the show Third Rock from the Sun? Uh, no, no, I'm familiar. I, I never familiar really watched it, but yeah. I do remember someone was showing me an episode where um, John Lithgow and and uh, uh, Captain Kirk, what's his name? William Shatner, mm -hmm. are, are they're both in some of the same episodes together. Oh, cool. And at one point they talk about their fear of air travel. And, they both <laughs> say, and the one guy says to him, it's like, well, I was on a plane one time and all I could see on the wing was this guy doing this. Thing. He's like, me too. Wink, wink, like because yep. they were both in the Twilight Zone. Yeah, very, very nice. cool. I like uh, John Lithgow. I've never seen uh, Third Rock from the Sun, but I love John Lithgow. He was so good. Uh, I liked him in uh, in Footloose, and I really, really liked him in The World According to Garp. Okay, here's another one. Thinking he can overshadow an unknown actress in the part, an egocentric actor unknowingly gets a witch cast in an upcoming television remake of a classic sitcom. I think this is another Will Ferrell one. I think it was Bewitched. You are correct. Very good. Okay. The equally I have not seen that movie, by the me way. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, the equally straight-laced and by-the-book nephew of Joe Friday must work with his more laid-back partner to solve a mystery. This one I have seen. This was Dragnet. Yes, it was. Very good. Uh, Dan Aykroyd and, yep. uh, and Tom Hanks. Was it Tom Hanks? Yep. Okay, a security guard's dreams come true when he is selected to be transformed into a cybernetic police officer. Wow. This, sorry, this is a remake of a TV show? It is. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Yeah, I'm going to need a hint. It was an animated TV show, but it was a live action movie. Uh, sorry, can you read me the description again? A security guard's dreams come true when he's selected to be transformed into a cybernetic police officer. Wow. I, I want to say RoboCop, but I don't think that was based on a cartoon. No, it was Inspe I I, Inspector no Gadget. Inspector oh, Gadget. Yeah. Of course, with Matthew Broderick. Yeah, based on I that. I've not uh, seen it. Heard it sucked. Based Did on, not like the cartoon. Yeah, based on the Canadian cartoon with Don Adams. Okay. A rookie officer is teamed with a hardened pro at the California Highway Patrol. Though the newbie soon learns his partner is really an undercover fed investigating a heist that may involve some crooked cops. Yeah, so this remake I have seen, it's called Chips. Yeah. <laughs> and it was actually really funny. Was it, good? it was really good. I really liked it. I I didn't even know they made a, a movie yeah, of this. Yeah, it's got uh, Michael Pena and, uh, my God, I can't think of the other guy's name, but... Uh, uh, yeah, they were, it was really good. It had a lot of laughs in it. It was, 
way better than it had any right to be. I thought this is going to be the dumbest movie ever. And believe me, it was dumb, but it had some pretty good parts in it. Oh, there you go. Okay. An American agent under false suspicion of disloyalty must discover and expose the real spy without the help of his organization. Wow. We've already said The Fugitive, so it's not that. Mm -hmm. Um, The original series ran from 66 to 73. Starred Peter Graves and Barbara Bain. Peter Graves. Well, I know Peter Graves and Mission Impossible, so I'm going to say Mission Impossible. Yay! I helped you out. There you go. It was either Mission Impossible or Biography, and that didn't sound like Biography. Okay, an imprisoned drug kingpin offers a huge cash reward to anyone that can break him out of police custody and only the LAPD's special weapons and tactics team can prevent it. I have seen this remake. It was called SWAT. Yes. Uh, there you go. And I okay. like it. This one was good. Again, it was what it was. Action, shoot em up, adventure. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Maxwell Smart is recalled to duty to help fight a villain who threatens to detonate a weapon that destroys clothing. Uh, that just sounds dumb, but uh, Max, Maxwell Smart was in Get Smart, so I'm going to say Get Smart. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I knew you were going to go there because they did make a Get Smart movie with um, with Steve Carell, I believe they yeah. did, a couple years ago. And Anne Hathaway, wasn't it? Yeah. No, this one was a 1980 movie called The Nude Bomb. Yeah, that sounds stupid. Oh, it was so funny. Oh, I, I, I invalidate that question because the movie just sounds dumb. This guy, the bad guy, comes up with this bomb that he's going to drop and it's going to make everyone become naked. And so it's Maxwell Smart. Vic, Vittorio Gassman is in it with these thimbles on his fingers and this stocking over his head. He plays the bad guy. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Oh, okay. I, just, I had to get that one in there. And one last one. Oh, I think you, okay. you, you could probably get this one. A yep. Week in the Life of Chuck Barris who lives through a series of outrageous competitors, stressful situations, a nervous breakdown, and other comical characters involved in his life and work on the TV show of the same name. Name the movie. So I know there was a movie about Chuck Barris called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind with uh, Oscar Award winner Sam uh, Rockwell and George Clooney, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that's the answer you're looking for, is it? It's not, no. Then uh, he was on the Gong Show, so I'm going to say the Gong Show. Uh, I can't quite give it to you. It's the Gong Show movie, and it oh. came out in 1980. Come on, so, I get half points for that. Ah, maybe I'll give you half points for it. I guess okay, good enough. But uh, yeah, it's an old one. But yeah, that came out, and it was like it's just a stupid movie. And he was like in the desert and stuff. Oh, it was so dumb. Um, but anyway, so you did pretty good. So overall, you only got a couple wrong. So not bad. So last week you won a, a DVD of Titanic too. I got nothing for you this week. Maybe I'll send you. Maybe I'll send you a T-shirt from the podcast or something like that. Episode one ten meatballs movie review. Fun with caveman. Okay, my friend, it is over to you. What do you got for me this week? All right, so. Uh, you made me watch this terrible movie, Meatballs. <laughs> terrible? Come on. Okay, I won't say terrible. This movie called Meatballs that I didn't care for. All right. And then all the time I'm eat, all the time I'm watching it, I just keep thinking I could really go for a plate of spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> okay. So when I was putting together the trivia, I looked for other movies that have food in the title. Okay. So I'm going to ask you ten questions. All I'm right. going to give you the the a brief synopsis of the film. In some cases, I'll give you hints like who was in it, and it, every time I'll tell you what year it came out. And uh, you got to give me the name of the movie. And the common theme is that every title has, has food a it. food in the title. Okay. All right. We got 10. 
right. Uh, some are newer. Some are older. Some are really older. Uh, I'm thinking you're probably going to do pretty good on most of these. I'm going to say my guess is you're going to get uh, six or seven out of ten. All right. I think I'm going to stump you on a couple of the newer ones, but I think you should do pretty good on most. All right. All right. You ready? Sure. In no particular order. In this 1975 Disney classic, three orphan children strike gold in 1878 California, but it's the two bumbling outlaws played by Tim Conway and Don Knotts in their first film pairing who steal the show. The Apple Dumpling Gang. Yes, that's correct. All right. All right. In this 1988 comedy horror sequel. Okay. Professor Gangrene, played by John Astin, has developed a way to make this food look human for a second invasion. Fortunately, George Clooney and his 80s hair save the day. Oh, God, I have no idea. It was called Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, yes. Oh, I didn't know George Clooney was in that. Wow. Yep. And he had big, big 80s hair. All right. Just like when he had was in the um, The Facts of Life. Oh, even bigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, number three. Okay. After living a life marked by coldness, an aging professor is forced to confront the emptiness of his existence in this 1957 film written and directed by Ingmar Bergman. Oh, Bergman. How well do you know your foreign films? You I know, know I know, I know, for, I know Bergman often, well. Often called Bergman's best film. Although I would disagree. I would say it's Seventh Seal, but... Yeah, I think the Seventh Seal is his best. Um, I don't know. Wild Strawberries. Oh, Wild Strawberries. Okay, yes. Come on, gotta have food in it, right? Yep, all right. All right, you're gonna, you're gonna, even if you don't know the answer to this, you're gonna love the question. Okay. In this 1988 film, Mm -hmm. three teenage girls come of age while working at a restaurant in a Connecticut town. This movie was also Matt Damon's film debut. I have n- oh wait a minute is it Mystic Pizza? It is. Oh yes, pizza. yes. Oh nice. yeah, very good. Apparently, the Connecticut town is called Mystic. Oh, like, yeah, go figure. I didn't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> nice, but gives you a chance to put in your Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> we love to do that. <laughs> All right. <Awesome. laughs> All right. Uh, number five. When a bumbling New Yorker is dumped by his activist girlfriend, he travels to a tiny Latin American nation and becomes involved in its latest rebellion in this 1971 Woody Allen yes. film. I know, it's bananas. It is bananas. Yes. Good job. Yes. Figured you'd get that one. Some of these I know are like pretty easy. I'm like, oh, as soon as he knows he's looking for a food, he'll get them. All uh, right. Yeah, and I like Woody Allen. All right. Number six. Yep. A housewife who is unhappy with her life, befriends an old lady in a nursing home as an inth- and is enthralled by the tales she tells of people she used to know in this 1991 film. Is it Fried Green Tomatoes? It is. Oh, yes. Oh, Have I've you ever seen it? Never seen it. Nope. I've but never I, seen I just it. kind of deduced it that that would be one yeah, of this. No, I figured it's me too. Yeah, yep. yeah. All right. This one you may or may not get. It's okay. a little newer. All this right. was big when I worked at Blockbuster. Okay. This 1996 stop motion animated feature film based on a beloved Roald Dahl children's book from 1961 features the voice talents of Richard Dreyfus, Pete Postlethwaite, and Susan Sarandon. 
I think I know this. I've never seen it. Is it James and the Giant Peach? It is. Yes. It is James and the Giant Peach. Yeah. Good job, I'm familiar with it, I'm, but I have never seen it. I've never seen it either, but it was huge when I worked at Blockbuster. I remember when it came out, people lost their minds. I'm like, I, I guess they must have known the book, but never appealed to me. All right, here's an easy one. Okay. This 1940 John Ford classic based on an equally classic book by John Steinbeck follows a poor Midwest family forced off their land as they travel to California, suffering the misfortunes of the, of the homeless in the great depression. One of the greatest American novels ever written. The grapes of wrath. Indeed it is. Yes. Oh, I've never read it nor seen the movie. Oh God. You got to read the book. It's so good. Blow you. It's on my list. Oh, it's so right. good. The end of the book is let's, so phenomenal. Let's see how you're doing here. So you've you missed that one. You missed that one, but I think you got the rest of you. So far, you're uh, six out of eight, two to go. Okay, I think you're going to go. probably split these if I had to guess. Oh, good. These are both new. Do I win anything so, for this? Do I win uh, like a spaghetti dinner or something like you, that? You get a big plate of meatballs next time. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, plate of meatballs. I'll get you a meatball sub. How about All that? Right. I'll get you meatball, meatball sub. sub from the subway. Deal. Yeah. All right. These are both <laughs> newer. You got to get at least one of these two, though. These are both uh, a much newer film, so I don't like your chances, but you never know. Yeah. All right. In this 2008 film, a process server played by Seth Rogen and his marijuana dealer played by James Franco wind up on the run from hitmen and a corrupt police officer after he witnesses his dealer's boss, played by Gary Cole, murder a competitor while trying to serve papers on him. I, I've never seen this, but I think it's the Pineapple Express. It is Pineapple yes. Express. I just remember them being in the stoner movie together. Him and yeah. James Franco. Yeah. I, I remember never seeing it at the theater, not really caring for it, and never gone back to it. I am but. totally winning this meatball sub. Yep. All right. Last one. Ready? Yep. A local scientist is off, often regarded as a failure until he invents a machine that can make food fall from the sky in this 2009 animated film based on a 1978 children's book of the same name. So I've never seen it, but my kids watch this all the time, and it's cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Oh, I had yes. to that one in for the last Very question. Very good. Next I question like it. had to have meatballs in the Woo. answer. There you go. You did pretty good. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. That's not bad. I won, and most importantly, I won the meatball sub from Subway. meatball sub six inch, six inch. I'm not a rich man. <laughs> Jeez, you're ch- that's a little chintzy, isn't it? <laughs> that's a little chintzy. I don't know, man. Okay, uh, fine. I'll get you 12 inch, but you buy your own coat. <laughs> okay, deal. I'll come down and we'll do that and we'll hang out and we'll play Escape from the Death Star and we'll eat meatball subs. I'll tell you and what. We'll I'll watch sh- Titanic 2. And we'll watch Titanic 2, the DVD that you won the other week, and we will split the, the 12 inch meatball sub. We'll each have a meatball sub, watch Titanic 2, and then play Escape from the Death Star. We have so much going on. It's going to be great. Episode 111, Best TV Theme Songs. Fun with Caveman. Okay, this is what we're going to do this week, my friend. Yep. Because we're doing our theme songs. I'm going to make this real easy for you. I'm going to give you the first line of a TV theme song. All you have to do is name the TV show that it comes from. And to to help you out. You're going to sing it. No, no, I don't want to. Because the thing is, if you sing it, it's so recognizable the thing is even me who i can't sing but it, it's reading the lyrics makes it a little bit harder so yeah. because it's a little bit harder i'm gonna i'll help you out and i'll give you the first couple of lines from the theme song okay so it's easy right uh it, it, it sounds easy but now that i'm in the hot seat oh man you're gonna get these it's easy okay, okay so first one love exciting and new 
Come aboard. We're expecting you. Yeah. So uh, this is one that I was sure was going to be your number one. It's The Love Boat. Yes. Yes, it is. I love the love boat. You know how much I love that show. So I, I had do. To get I, I was shocked. I, I, so what, what we, so you mentioned before, we don't share our list with each other. We come on and I don't know what yours on your list. And you don't know what's on my list, but when you've got a topic this rich, there's really no reason for overlap. So sometimes we will send our list to a third party mm-hmm. to just make sure there's no overlap. We like, so I don't know what's on your list. You don't mind it, but I'll just, we we've use, been using my wife. Yep. We and, use price waterhouse. As yes, our third yes, party. Yeah. yes. And so, <laughs> She just confirmed with me earlier this week. I have Chris's list. And then when I sent her my list, I'm like, do we have any overlaps? She's like, no. But before I sent her my list, I said, I'm trying to narrow down a few. I don't want to use these ones because I'm sure they're going to be on Chris's list. Happy days in the love boat. She's like, they're not on his list. <laughs> You're like, what? Like, Are you sure you got an email from the right Chris? Uh, Chris you know, McBride, right? I know a lot right? going on right now, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was I was pretty shocked that those didn't make your list. I know. So. Okay. Anyway, so, you, next question. so you got one for one. Okay. Next one. Another easy one. You ready? Uh, sure. Whatever happened to predictability? The Milkman, the Paperboy, Evening TV. I, I have no idea, but I'm sure if I heard it sung, it would make more sense. Man, I can't believe you didn't get. Oh, it's Full House. No. Full House. No, you don't know. Okay. Never watched it. That's eh, from the 90s. Okay. I mean, I know of it. I just never watched it. Show me that smile again. Don't waste another minute on your crying. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I can, I'm hearing the lyrics, but I can't think of the song. It's uh, oh, that's uh, Growing Pains. Yay! Yeah, you got you it. Go. Very good. Like, okay, All there right. go. got it. So here's an easy one. I just want to give you a couple. Here's a this okay. is a this is a softball lob. Okay? okay, come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. Yeah, that's Three's Company. <laughs> That's another one. When I see it in the lineup, I'm like, oh, two minutes till Three's Company's on. I flip it over. I watch the opening credits. I'm like, oh, this is one with Don Knotts. And then the credits end, and I'm like, okay, I don't need to see any more of this. We'll come back same time tomorrow to hear the song again. All right, here's one. Early to bed, early to rise, in between, I cooked and cleaned and went out of my head. Wow. Uh, That does not sound familiar at all. I have no idea. Going through life with blinders on, it's tough to see. No? No. There's a new girl in town, and she's looking good. No, Alice. Alice is the show. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you would get I, I watched the show a little bit. Yeah. It was a little before my time. Yeah. I remember watching it as a young kid and not really getting a lot of it, but. All right. Lady Godiva was a freedom rider. She didn't care if the whole world watched. Wow. That doesn't sound familiar at all. No idea. It's mod. And then there's mod. Okay. All right. Here's one. New boy in the neighborhood lives downstairs and it's understood. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) this one is Charles in charge. How do you know that? Uh, we may have had this conversation previously on our old pod. So my first year at school, okay, I had I had there was four of us. And so it was it would live in the dorm and every two rooms shared a bathroom. So you had, you know, four guys that shared the two rooms in the bathroom. Okay. And the guy who was the next door neighbor to me who shared my bathroom, he and I are, are you know, we we're really good friends. Well, we, we became really good friends. This was his favorite show, Charles in Charge. And he I used to too. sing that theme song all the time. <laughs> 
all the time. And he thought the Charles Terrace was the greatest show ever. He also loved the People's Court. Uh, <laughs> it was on every night at like 1130. And so if he wasn't out at the bar, 1130 had his alarm set. So we'd come in the room and we'd watch the People's Court or he'd watch it. I couldn't care less. <laughs> nice. And then speaking of TV theme songs, when we were studying for our final exams at the end of the school year, he was going through uh, my roommate, uh, our mutual friend Rob, had this huge, huge collection of cassette tapes he didn't have cds he had cassette tapes of course like hundreds of them and so all year we were going through and listening to different cassettes and he would tell us about different here have you heard of this band you heard of them you like that band try this band he was such a a a huge resource for music at the end of the school year we found one of the cassettes he had was tv theme songs from the 70s man and so while we were studying for our final exams my roommate the other guy the charles and charts guy he would play this 70s theme song at full blast in the next room. And so we'd all be studying. We'd hear this, and they're short, right? Only like oh, a yeah. minute or less. Yeah. So the cassette was like a 60-minute cassette. So you'd rhyme through all these songs. And so, of course, it, it, we thought it was hilarious. And then uh, we talked to him after he wrote one of his exams. And he goes, you know, I'm sitting there in the exam room, and it's all quiet. And all of a sudden, I find myself singing the Wonder Woman theme song under my breath. He's like, get us up from under Wonder Woman. And he's like, all the people start looking at me from around. And he goes, I don't even realize I'm singing it out loud. He goes, I've been singing it in my mind for two hours. Uh, so that always stuck with me that that this TV theme songs just they're so catchy you can't. Oh get yeah, I remember when my wife and I first uh, got together. We moved into we bought a house. We moved into the house and I put on TV and Charles in Charge was on and I was just so excited. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god! It was like TV Land. Remember that station yeah. TV Land that they used to have and the Charles in Charge was on and I just started freaking out. Oh my god, Charles in Charge! I'm so excited. I oh my god, I can't feel my face. And she's like, who did I just marry? Like, like <laughs> you're, you're crazy. But I loved Charles in Charge. It was great. Okay, Okay. next one. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Wow. Uh, It's from the 90s. I'll give you that. Wow. Wow. Uh, Who? Well, I got to think it's a show about news, like newspapers, but that that doesn't even help me. I have no no idea. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Pass. It's Family Matters. Family Matters. You know, rare condition. Oh, that's a show with Urkel, right? Next day and age. Yep. Never watched it. Okay. Never watched it. I bet we've been together for a million years. Yeah, and I man. bet we'll be together for a million more. Yep. That's family ties. Very good. Yes. Okay. Here's another easy one. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Yeah. That one's the Golden Girls. Yep. Okay, you know, I didn't get mod. I yeah, got the golden girls. Got the golden girls. So, so we've got, we've definitely got our B. Arthur contingent yeah. tonight. So it's all good. Okay. Sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing to rearrange. Can you rearrange the question for me? I, this doesn't sound familiar at all. No idea. Standing tall okay, on the wings. Strangers. Yes. Perfect strangers. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to leave you the tune on that one. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's some of yeah. these too, like when you hear them sung, it's like, then it, you get it. Oh, of you, course. you hear of the course. lyric, you, you don't know what it is. Okay. I'm going to leave you one last one here. Super easy one. Okay. So this one is just a Gibby for you. Okay. When I wake up in the morning and the alarm gives out a warning, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. Uh, Wow, I have no idea. When I wake up in the morning and the alarm gives out a warning, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. Sure, doesn't help. No idea. Saved by the bell. 
Oh, never watched oh, it. Oh man, I thought you would get that one for sure. No. Oh man, jeez. No. Well, you did okay. You got you got you know a little over half. I think of I got about half. Yeah, that that they they were really it came down to did I watch a show or not. The ones I didn't watch, I had no idea. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World. You can contact Chris and Derek at popgoesyourworld.com. Please take a minute and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show.